0: Well, your relationship is a key ingredient. I think if in, the, in the real estate business, if the three key words is location, 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 in the insurance business, regardless of uh, what phase of the insurance business, it's relationship, relationship,
1: relationship. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma hosted by OMAG's Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships, Bill Tackett.
2: Hello, I'm Bill Tackett, and this edition of OMAG All Access features a very special guest today, Charlie Caldwell. Charlie, thanks for joining us.
0: Absolutely. It's an honor to be here, and I always appreciate being part of OMAG.
2: Well, Charlie is an extremely interesting person and a very key part of the OMAG story, and so we're so delighted that Charlie would join us today on this edition of OMAG All Access. So, first of all, Charlie, let's just get right into it. Who is Charlie Caldwell?
0: Well, I'm uh, president of Midlands Management Corporation, and uh, a company we started in 1990, but uh, I actually go back uh, to 1984 with uh, my history with, with OMAG.
2: Charlie, I know you're from the business side, but being a broker in the market and the risk market is very interesting. So, what interest did you hold when you were growing up that brought you into this line of work?
0: That's a good question. I uh, got out of the army and was looking for a job, and a company called Midcontinent casually out of Tulsa it was advertising for an adjuster. And I applied for the job and and uh, and was was hired, and that was my uh, entrance into the insurance business. And uh, not knowing quite sure what a what an adjuster did, I knew that uh, I, I needed a job, and they were looking for one. So I thought I could do the job, and kind of the rest is history. I was moved into a management position with uh, Midcontinent, and then later went into business for myself. And it was in, during that time that was introduced to OBAG by a fellow named Gene Weaver, a local broker for Fred S. James, which at that time was a large national broking house, and they later were a solid up. Gene introduced me to Harold Pufford in, uh, I believe, probably November or December of nineteen eighty four, and with an opportunity to get involved with Omag and provide a structure that reinsurance and that's what we did. We were forced to be able to do that, and that became uh, the beginning of, of my relationship with Omag.
2: Charlie, where'd you grow up?
0: Grew up in Oklahoma City and in the South Side. Went to school at Capitol Hill and think went to Oklahoma City University.
2: Charlie, let's just go back to the bottom shelf. What is insurance?
0: Well, insurance is uh, when uh, everybody has risk and when individuals or corporation transfer that risk, they transfer it to an insurance company. Our job is taking, uh, taking that risk and uh, charging a premium for it and handling that risk for either individuals or corporations.
2: And so what is reinsurance? And the follow-up to that is what is excess insurance and what's the difference?
0: Reinsurance is uh, the amount of the risk that an insurance company or a risk taker seeds off if, if there's a million dollar liability policy. And for instance, uh, the seeding company or the company that's issuing the policy, and it could and for instance, OBAG would keep a certain amount. And let's say as an example, they would keep $300,000 to their own account. And then they, of that million dollar policy, then they would cede to reinsurers Seven hundred thousand for a premium, and the reinsurers would be responsible for everything, every loss above three hundred thousand. That's reinsurance. Excess is when uh, an insured buys an umbrella or an excess policy. It's not reinsurance. It's it's excess, and it's a totally different structure. Reinsurance is the governing body. is is a is a reinsurance treaty. Or reinsurance agreement, which is not filed. It's a, a document that's structured and, and negotiated between the both the insurance company and the reinsurers on an individual case basis. An excess policy is is an insurance policy that, in some cases, filed. Most, most cases, it's, it's a non-negotiable document. It's a, for instance, it's a seven hundred thousand excess of three hundred thousand. It's it's a policy, and it could be to be admitted or surplus lines.
2: So we're still on the bottom shelf and, you know, we use these terms, but we're talking about what you do for a living, what OMAG does for a living. So what is risk? We've used that word. What is risk?
0: That's a good question. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, at OMAG, we use the ISO 31,000 definition, and I'm sure there's as many definitions of risk as there are folks out there. ISO 31,000 says risk is the effect of uncertainty on objectives. But a risk exposure is something that you might owe somebody else money for if something goes wrong?
0: Well, the, the, the risk that either a, a corporation or an insurance company has is uh, that element of, the, of uh, uncertainty that, that could cost them money. Now, if large corporations have risk managers which uh, which manage that risk, it has, could be a financial uh, risk from their investments. It could be a financial risk from a uh, casualty or, or, or the Event of, of somebody hurting themselves on their property, or the the risk of of, of employees getting hurt. So risk is, is is a big word and takes on a lot of different meanings. But basically, it is that uncertainty that uh, that could cost you money.
2: And so, you're willing as an individual or an organization to accept so much responsibility or so much risk, and then you want to hire somebody else to take the rest of that risk through a contract and a premium. Yes. So we're still on the bottom shelf learning things. What is a broker in this market that we're talking about between insurance and reinsurance or excess?
0: A broker is an individual that represents a company or represents markets that uh, that attempt to buy reinsurance or insurance. He doesn't have a corporate relationship with the risk, with the, with the assuming company. He uh, has a, uh, an obligation to represent his, his client, which is, for instance, it could be Omag or it could be an individual buying a homeowners for their house, but he he represents that uh, that buyer in, in, into the marketplace, and his his obligation is to, to uh, find the best terms possible for that uh, that buyer.
1: Omag All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast for your time. We would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of Omag All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is OMAG. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck.
2: Well, you've touched on this, and I've written it what, it could be how. What does a broker do? So what does a broker do, or how does a broker do it, and what's the job entail?
0: So a broker assembles all the information about his client, in this case we're talking about insurance broking.
2: So Charlie, in our example, you're our broker and have been since 1984. And so the client is Omeg in our example here. Absolutely. So the client isn't an, an underwriter at London with Lloyd's or the, the, Germany somewhere.
0: So our client and my client is Oklahoma Municipal Insurance Group, Omeg. Right. It has been since day one. Our our job is to assemble all of the uh, underwriting data, which would be policy forms issued by OMAG.
2: And claims experience. Well, and the
0: I think the all the people that, that work here, we get all their CVs <laughs> and uh, underwriters and uh, the claim people to rec- represent into the to the reinsurance market. The quality of the staff here at OMAG. and we assemble underwriting information, which is the the claims information. Large losses, small losses, assemble the, what is exactly the clientele base of OBAG, the cities and towns, number of vehicles and so on, which are, which is vast and all important criteria to an underwriter. And then we take that information aggregated and assembled and add some color, present it to the reinsurance market, negotiate the best terms possible for our client OBAG.
2: Negotiation, negotiation. Charlie, how did you become a broker?
0: Well, we operate as is as probably two facets. We do broking, and we also are underwriting managers for, for carriers. But coming uh, being a, uh, my initial. Uh, Function in the business was in the claim department, which was which was fortunate because in that area, you're able to learn coverages for a, a variety of different uh, contracts and, and a variety of different operations. He worked from municipal organizations to the oil field. And I was with a fairly small company, so you wasn't stuck off in a department. You had to do it all. And so that, having that background and also doing some marketing allowed me to meet some agents and brokers. And I realized that was probably where I wanted to be. And uh, we assembled, uh, and that's how we grew our company from doing broking. We also are underwriting managers for a couple of companies that take risk, and we organize that risk for them and and actually assume the risk in their name.
2: Charlie, I've been fortunate to be exposed to conversations that brokers have over the years, Mm -hmm. and including yourself. And I hear the word relationship come up um, fairly often. What would you say the role is that brokers use for relationships? So, why do brokers, if this is accurate, why do brokers frame reinsurance in terms of relationships over a period of time?
0: Well, your relationship is a key ingredient. I think if in the in the real estate business, if the three key words is location, location, location. In the insurance business, and regardless of uh, what phase of the insurance business, it's relationship, relationship, relationship. And over time, you you build a relationship with an underwriter or a client, and with that relationship comes Trust so that when uh, you pick up the phone and uh, discuss uh, a client with another writer, then that trust is automatic because of that relationship, and they know that uh, what what you what you are telling them and what. Uh, The documents that you are handing them are are good, and all relationships are based on truth and uh, long-term performance. But building that relationship takes time and uh, and years of of successful activity with other writers to build that relationship. But
2: it's probably the broker's most valued asset. That's the coin and the currency, isn't it? Charlie, what are... In your experience, what do reinsurers look for when they're looking for value in, in risk exposures that they're going to consider taking on? Well, ex-
0: exposure is uh, the first thing they would look at, and we're talking uh, municipal business mostly here, so right. they look at the uh, venue, so Oklahoma as opposed to maybe some other states on the west coast or up northeast is to be preferred venues. Then they look at the risk within the basket being proposed, is it all small cities and towns or the large cities and towns. They try to get their arms around and and a handle on the total exposure. So do do we have jails involved or have how many officers or police officers do we have? A variety of different things that all make up that total exposure,
2: thus the pricing. How is price determined and or what's involved in price discovery when you go to the market on behalf of your client?
0: Well, if they're good, it depends on the line of business. Pricing uh, you know, on property is determined one way as opposed to the pricing on casualty. There's a great variety of things that fall into these components, and that's first the, the exposure. Is it property? Is it casualty? Auto? Or, or is it the professional liability side? And all of those things will have a different pricing structure. And a pricing makeup. They begin with maybe a base price that that reinsurer has calculated nationwide from his experience, and then the local experience of, of the client, and then the given particular experience of the client. All of these things will add into the uh, to the pricing, then applied to the retention that amount that the client retains them to the to their own account.
2: How big is the reinsurance market in terms of dollars? that's a vast amount of money out there that's at play
0: oh many many billion billion with, with a b
2: with a b not million but a yeah. billion with a b yeah and
0: yeah. a lot of that that reinsurance dollar ends up back in london not only at lloyd's but london has become the, uh, the, the the insurance capital of the world with companies from all of the world having london offices or london contact offices so even the the major companies that we would might refer to as name brand companies here in the states reinsure back into the international market or London. But the total dollar is, uh, is vast. It's not so large that it can't get stretched with a bad storm season internationally and the first of the COVID exposure nationally with a lot of uh, event cancellations and so on when hasten back to the Tokyo Olympics so that they would have had an event coverage for cancellation, which would be insured and then reinsured back into the market. The London market, the loss to that was, was spectacular. And so that just you could multiply that over a great variety of things and the size of the market is, is vast and it continues to be new, new investment and new uh, capacity come into the market
1: we don't want to leave you wanting more but to keep your time in mind this segment will be continued on the next episode of omag all access we hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town you can find more information about omag on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess@omag.org. at omag.org. This episode is copyright OMAG 2022 under the Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives international license. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.